Tonight I want to talk with you about a subject that is potentially unpopular. Uh, at least with some folks, I think it may not be a very popular theme, but I think it's an important one that we perhaps have neglected to talk about. Tonight, for a few minutes, I want to talk with you about the spiritual dangers of social media. I don't think I have to explain what I mean by social media. There are several venues out there on the Internet that are under the title of social media. The most popular by far is Facebook. But there are other sites like that, and all are known as social media. I want to make a disclaimer right here at the start of the lesson. I don't do Facebook. And therefore, someone could say, you don't even know what you're talking about. How can you talk about what you don't know? I do know a little about it, and others have told me about it. And I have had some minor exposure to Facebook. Uh, There is an exception to this. Uh, uh, Several months ago, maybe a year or more ago, Jeffrey made... Facebook page for the virtual Bible study and another for the church here, and we use them simply to advertise our presence. Each week I put an update on the virtual Bible study Facebook page as to what our topic for discussion is going to be. Each week I put one of our bulletin articles uh, on the Facebook page for the congregation, and that's the extent of my involvement with Facebook. So I think I can say fairly, I don't do Facebook I have had some exposure to it. Others have talked to me about concerns they have about Facebook. I think it's something that we need to be discussing. I realize that social media has the potential for good. I understand that. Uh, But certainly it is being misused tremendously, and it may be very, very much so that the bad outweighs the good. But whatever your position is, whether you are a regular social media user, you're on Facebook regularly and so forth, or maybe somebody that hasn't used it much at all, or if any, I think all must admit that there are real dangers out there. And so I want you to bear with me as as we discuss what some of those dangers are. I want you to listen carefully. I want you to be absolutely honest in the uh, in, in self-personal evaluation relative to the topic that we want to discuss tonight. We want to talk about the spiritual dangers of social media. Before we go any further into that discussion, though, we would stop here at the end of this beautiful Lord's Day in Middle Tennessee and say thank you for being back on Sunday night to join with us in a period of Bible study and worship. Uh, It's a great thing, a privilege, an honor to be able to come together again uh, on this Lord's Day. And we're glad that you have the interest that brings you tonight. Thanks for coming uh, for joining with us in this time of worship. Listen carefully to what we're saying. Uh, if there's any questions, if anything's left unclear, ask those questions. If there is any potential disagreement with something that's said, I'd be glad to hear from you about that. And I think that this lesson carries with it the potential for disagreement. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, unrealistic about that. And I, and I won't be upset if you disagree and want to talk with me about some conclusion that I'm drawing. This is a sort of a hot-button topic, and we understand that. So let's not get mad at each other about it. If there is a disagreement, if you feel a need to talk more about it, say so, and we can do that. Uh, it's, but I believe that you have to agree with me. This is an important thing for us to be talking about. What are some of the spiritual dangers of social media? I want to start out with this one. Now, I haven't put these points in any particular order of priority, 
as, as we go down through the list of things I want to share with you and talk with you about, they're not in any particular order. But this is, in my opinion, a huge issue with social media. I'm going to lump all of this together. Pride, boasting, narcissism, false representation. Now, uh, when I... When I mention that, those of you who use Facebook regularly, I think will know almost automatically what I'm talking about. There is just a tremendous amount of me-ism in Facebook and other socialism. It's all about me. That's what I'm putting out there on Facebook. I'm telling you about me. And I'm, I'm telling you about my achievements. I'm talking about my successes. Uh, I, I'm presenting myself and hopefully trying to present myself in, in the most wonderful way imaginable. And I post pictures of myself on Facebook. And, of course, they're always very charming pictures, very flattering pictures of myself. I'm not going to put an ugly picture of myself on Facebook. I'm going to put a very lovely picture of myself. And then I'm going to wait for people to say, Oh, how beautiful you are. How handsome you are. Uh, oh, that is just such an awesome picture. But it's about me, see? It's about me. I'm putting that out there. It's all about me. I may even put out there on Facebook what I'm doing. I'm going to Kroger right now to get me a loaf of bread. Well, so what? But that's what Facebook and other forms of social media are. They are about me. It's all about me. And I, and I, so proud. And I, I boast about myself. Uh, are you familiar with Narcissus? from which comes the term narcissism. Narcissus was a, a character of Greek mythology who was uh, apparently renowned for his beauty. Uh, he didn't like other people. He only cared for himself. He, he actually fell in love with his own reflection in a pool of water. And he wasn't willing to stop gazing at himself, so the mythology goes, and he turned into a flower. Uh, his name... Narcissus has come to be synonymous with self-love and self-admiration. And that's so that's what we're talking about when we talk about narcissism. And if you think about that, I do think it does describe at least what a lot of people are doing out there on Facebook and other forms of social media. Self-love, self-admiration, bragging, boasting, and maybe even sort of exaggerating things about myself. This is what I mean by false representation. I maybe even exaggerate a little bit about myself in order to make myself look good. Because I tell you, I want to look good on Facebook, right? Now, with, with having said that, I just want to ask you to compare that with several scriptures from the inspired Word of God. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Be careful. Don't think, don't think too much of yourself. Proverbs 16, verse 5 says, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Philippians chapter 2, beginning verse 3, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus. Maybe spend a moment thinking about that last phrase. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ. Can you imagine Jesus on Facebook? 
Can you imagine him posting flattering pictures of himself on Facebook? Can you imagine him bragging about the things that he had accomplished, although everything he accomplished was total perfection, right? You can't imagine Jesus on Facebook because Jesus was an ultimately selfless person. And that's what Paul is encouraging us to be, to be selfless. Not to be emphasizing self, uh, not selfish, uh, uh, empty conceit. Those are the words that Paul used. Now, think about it. Paul was talking about that being a potential problem for people who lived a long time ago. And they didn't have social media in which to amplify that problem. Uh, certainly, we have to be aware of that problem. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 2. Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thy own lips. Think about that for a minute. Notice, I'm not to be praising myself. Uh, if, uh, and if anyone praises, let it be someone else, not yourself, not your own lips, not your own mouth. While we're talking about this, and emphasize, let a stranger do this and not your own lips. Let me tell you something that I understand, and I have seen some of it, I admit, that I think is very common on Facebook, is praising my family, praising my own family, praising my wife. I have the most wonderful, beautiful, charming wife. She's the best cook that ever lived on the face of the whole earth. Uh, and then I go on to, to talk on and on about how wonderful my wife is. I'll tell you, when I brag about my wife, I'm bragging about myself. She and I are one, I think. Now, I can feel and, and have the feelings for her that I think she's a wonderful wife, but I don't need to be broadcasting this and advertising. What's the value in that? When I brag about my children, I feel like that's bragging on myself. My children are an extension of me and I of them. And when I... When I broadcast uh, a praise of my children, now I should praise my children. I should praise my wife. But when I do it publicly, notice the, the praise is supposed to come from a stranger. There's a stranger praising you, not thine own lips. And I, I'm just concerned that, that when uh, we use such media for the purpose of praising ourselves and our own immediate families, that this is a sense of pride, uh, boasting, that I think is a real problem, and the Scriptures warn us about that. Uh, again, there's some judgment involved in that, and you'll have to make your judgments about that, but I don't know that anybody who had any exposure to Facebook could deny that boasting and bragging is a big problem on Facebook. Let's talk about some other things. There's this, what I'm going to identify as participation in Immodest things and inappropriate words, visuals and words. Immodest, inappropriate visuals and words on Facebook. Uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, others like that, pretty notorious for people posting in, immodest pictures of themselves there. All right? Uh, and it's reported that Christians are doing that as well, that some Christians have posted immodest pictures of themselves on social media. Certainly there are words and descriptions of sinful activities that find their way onto such sites. Now, we might excuse ourselves by saying, I don't do that. I'm telling you, I don't do that. I don't, I don't put any immodest pictures on Facebook, and, and, and I don't put any nasty words on Facebook. Uh, but others do, of course, right? 
And I view them. I read them. I have some sense of morbid curiosity about such things. That's not right either, is it? So that's what I'm saying when I mention participation in those things. Maybe that you don't actually put those posts out there yourself. But when you're interested in reading them and keeping up with them, then you're participating in that sort of thing. And the problem is, well, we know from Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. We keep thinking about those things. They will influence us. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Gage read for us the famous verse from Philippians 4, verse 8. Brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Well, think on these things, Paul said, and, and those things that he mentions are not the majority of things, I think, that you find on social media. That's not what people are seeing and reading. Things true and honest and just and pure and lovely things of good report. There may be some of that. I'm not denying that there might be some of that on Facebook. And Facebook might be used to offer uh, uh, encouragements or motivations uh, for good. I'm not denying that that's possible. But there's an awful lot of bad there. And we've got to be aware of that danger. And we can't be participating in that. It's not enough to just say, I don't put those kind of posts out there. Uh, we do not be participating in that even by viewing, reading, being interested in such things. Jesus warned, you remember, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 28, Whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Could you do that by looking at some of those uh, uh, wrongful posts on Facebook? Well, sure you could, right? And this just goes to the broader Internet in general. There's just so much immodesty and pornography on the Internet. we got to certainly be concerned and not participate in any way, shape, or form with that sort of thing. Let me comment about what I'll identify as fellowship with or commendation of error. There was an episode here some good while back, and the, and the players in this episode aren't even uh, attending here anymore. But there was a young, weak Christian who attended here at College View some time back. And he posted on his Facebook page about going to the prom and had pictures of himself and, and his date to the prom and posted them on Facebook. He shouldn't have been going to the prom. He certainly shouldn't have been advertising that on Facebook. But you know what was even, in my opinion, even sadder? That guy was a very weak Christian. But what was even sadder? There were Christians who commended. Who, you know, there's this thing about you, you can like things on Facebook, you know. And there were Christians who commended him and liked his attendance at the prom, encouraging him in a wrong course of action. And that's what I especially have in mind here. Encouraging those who are engaged in worldly pursuits, even encouraging false doctrine and false teachers. And you see that on Facebook. And you know, some people I think will excuse this sort of thing because it's a, uh, it's, it's not immorality or nastiness, but here's, here's some denominational teacher who's put out there on Facebook some content, and the content's not true to the Scriptures, and I like it. That's not right, right? 
That's what I'm suggesting here when I talk about fellowship with and commendation of error. In Ephesians chapter 5, beginning verse 11, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done by them. This is sort of fitting, wouldn't you agree? Things of which it's a shame to even speak of them? And what are we supposed to do to such things? Have no fellowship with those unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. We shouldn't be liking those things. We shouldn't be commending those things. We should be reproving those things. James chapter 4, verse 4, Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we're wanting to be too much like the world. Being too connected to the world, having too much worldly wisdom, knowing too much about the kind of things that go on in the world. Maybe we need to be very careful about that. So, uh, I hope you understand what I mean when I mention the problem I see of fellowship with or commendation of error. Another thing that's a problem is if I'm constantly exposed to this sort of thing on social media, then I begin to establish a faulty basis of comparison. I, I, I begin to sort of acclimate, acclimate myself to worldly norms. You know, for a long time we said this about TV. And the problem with watching a lot of TV was that people were beginning to believe that what they saw on TV represented the norm. That's, that's the norm. That's what normal people do, what you see on TV. And, of course, there was all kind of sin being depicted on TV. And that became, I have to believe, this morning in our lesson we talked about the, the degradation of morals in our society. And I have to believe television was one of the prime factors in bringing that to pass. And so people began to say that's the norm. That's what normal people do. Now I think even more so that that happens through social media. Uh, and we've got to be concerned about that. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, you know this verse. We dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. I want almost sounds like Paul had Facebook back in the first century when you read that verse. We know that he didn't, but we know that it was a problem. People commending themselves, comparing themselves with, uh, by themselves. He says that kind of thing is not wise. What we've got to do instead, of course, is measure ourselves by the true standard of God's inspired Word. First John 2. Verse 15, beginning, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, uh, but, as, but is of the world. Don't love the world. We've got to be really careful about that uh, in all respects. And I think Satan is just delighted to be able to use Facebook and other forms of social media as a way of getting us too connected with the world. Uh, and we've got to be aware of that danger. Let me talk about wasted time, idleness, and addiction associated with social media. I told you earlier I didn't put these points in any particular order of priority. But here's another one that I think is absolutely huge. There is no doubt, there just can be no doubt that there are some people and some Christians who are literally spending hours every day on Facebook. Uh, now, uh, even... 
even non-religious sources are beginning to sound the alarm about this. Uh, the Kaiser Foundation released a report which said teens are consuming more than 7 to 12 hours of media every day. Nearly a quarter of all teens, 25% of all teens, log on to Facebook over 10 times every day. The American Academy of Pediatrics said that social media relates in some way to nearly every health concern that pediatricians have about young people today. Body image, learning disorders, sexual behavior, aggression, and so forth. These people are not speaking from a moral perspective. They're not talking about this from a biblical point of view. But they're saying, there's a big problem. Our young people are on Facebook way too much. It's, it's, we've even learned that it's beginning to affect posture. And that, there, uh, that, that there's a, a, a new problem arising. Kids are sitting hunched over their electronic devices so much that they're actually having posture problems. I read a while back about a study that said, you know, if you were to walk up on a front porch and you were going to ring the doorbell, you would reach out with your index finger to touch the doorbell. Kids are on social media so much now that instead of using their index finger, they use their thumb. It's actually rewired their brains. The preferred digit now is not the index finger, it's the thumb for doing That's how much time people are spending on social media. Uh, well, what about that? God's Word said in Ephesians chapter 5, beginning verse 15, that we're responsible, that we're accountable for how we use our time. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Uh, we have a responsibility. We're accountable for our time. Now, you're going to have to be honest with yourself. About it. I don't know how much time you're on Facebook or other social media sites. Uh, I have no way of knowing that. And so if you, don't go angry with me for making this observation. But I'm just telling you, if that describes you, then take it to heart and be aware that it's a real problem. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 13, speaks of some, he says, they learn to be idle, uh, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers and busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. Notice he speaks of idleness. He speaks of busybodies. He, he mentions speaking about things that should not be spoken about. And again, it almost seems like a direct description of social media. We've got to be concerned about the time factor. I use the word addiction. And I, I'm pretty satisfied that even some of you who use Facebook a lot, are you crazy? Addicted? I'm not addicted to Facebook. Addiction? Are you kidding yourself? I'm not addicted. I can take it or leave it. Well, addiction is a problem. Anything that we grow addicted to is a problem, right? It could be a narcotic drug. It could be intoxicating alcohol. It could be a, any number of things. We talk, we talk about pornography addiction. It could be this as an addiction, that you're addicted to this sort of thing. In, in regards to anything that might addict us, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, I will not be brought under the power of any. Paul said, I'm not going to let anything get control of me like that. The New American Standard Version says there, I will not be mastered by anything. So, I think there's some people who are addicted to this. But you know what's true of people who are addicted? They don't believe they're addicted. Typically, people who are addicted don't acknowledge that. And so in regards to this, I'm sure that there are some people who say, I'm not, a, I want to tell you now, 
I am not addicted to Facebook. I can take it or leave it. Okay, then. Let me issue you this challenge. Leave it. If you can take it or leave it, leave it. I want to challenge you, if you're a regular, consistent, and rather lengthy uh, hours uh, in a given day or week, if you spend lots of time on social media, I want to challenge you, leave it. Leave it for a month. You think you could do it? A month? Yeah, you might find out something about yourself. If you said, I, what, what is this? This is May the 22nd. Between now and June 22nd, I'm not going to log on to Facebook not one single time. You think you can do it? You think you're not addicted? You don't think that that's become such an important part of your life that you don't want to do without it? I think you might be surprised. Take the test. See for yourself. You've got to see for yourself, right? But I'm going to tell you, there are people who are addicted to it. There's just no doubt. There are Christians who are addicted to social media who are, and are spending way, way, way too much time on ne- neglecting other things in their life that need attention. They're neglecting their families. They're neglecting their children. They're neglecting their duties. And they're spending inordinate amounts of time on Facebook if you don't think it's a problem with you, then I hope it's not. I certainly hope it's not. But take the test. You, you can do without that for a month, can't you? You can do that without. You don't need it, do you? Well, wait a minute. If you do need it, maybe you're addicted. Think about it. Just think about that for a minute. And then, finally, and I'm not even suggesting that my listing of problems here is the total list. There may be other things you can think of that ought to be added to this list. But I want to talk about failure to truly relate to other people. You know, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, it says, See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. I'm to love my brethren fervently. But I gotta tell you, I don't really relate to them in person. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't visit with others. Uh, I, I don't share hospitality with others. I do all my relating with people online, someone said. Is that really loving one another with a pure heart fervently? That my real interaction is exclusively online. I don't ever go visit someone. I don't ever have someone into my house to share hospitality. But I, I connect with them on social media. Uh, I, I'm a friend. They're my friend. On Facebook. Is that really relating? I, I, I have a problem with that. Uh, a couple, three years ago, I had a meeting in Athens, Alabama, and it was a beautiful Sunday evening, like tonight is. Uh, probably middle of June. Just really a beautiful Lord's Day. And it was coming to a close like this day is coming to a close. And one of the guys after the service said something that just nearly broke my heart. He said, he said, you know, it used to would have been on a beautiful Sunday night like this. We would have gone home. We would have sat out on the front porch and drank iced tea. And the kids would have run around in the yard and caught lightning bugs. And we would have visited. He said, nobody's going to do that tonight. Everybody's going to go home, shut themselves up in their air-conditioned house, and get on their electronics of one form or another, and no visiting is going to take place. I'll tell you, brethren, we have lost something in that regard. Would you agree with me about that? Don't you think that we have lost something valuable? Because we're not really relating anymore. We think we are. 
Because we get on there and like some post that somebody puts on Facebook, that's not really relating with each other. And we've lost something in that, in that sense. And, and that's what I mean by this. That's just something to throw into the mix. Well, there are, what, six things that I see, at least six things, and there's probably more that you could add to that list, but I've tried to make these points broad enough to take in all kinds of concerns, and I, I hope that you're concerned too. It may very well be that you disagree with some conclusion that I've drawn, and I, and I want to freely confess that I've that I have expressed here uh, some of my personal opinion in this matter. But I've I've tried to, as much as possible, back up what I'm saying with scripture. And although you might not say it the same way that I say it, I hope that you agree that these spiritual dangers do exist. If you disagree adamantly and feel like I've taught something wrong tonight, come to me and tell me about that. Let's sit down and talk about it. I'm open to that. And I won't get mad at you, and I hope you won't get mad at me. But surely we can agree uh, that there's some real dangers out there. And what I'm asking us all to do is to be honest with ourselves and, and, and to think about what we're doing and don't just, without thought, without concern, just sort of mindlessly follow the crowd on Facebook I think that is the, the biggest problem of all. Apply these principles as you need them in your own life. Thanks for your good attention to what we had to say. This has not been a lesson that teaches the plan of salvation. It doesn't, it's not a lesson that motivates people to be right with God necessarily. I understand that. But we don't want to end our service without giving that opportunity. Someone here might need the prayers of the saints. Someone here might want to obey the simple gospel plan of salvation. If that's you, and if we can serve and help you in any way, please let us know while we stand and sing this song.